You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our great little community radio station which is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got another jam-packed show for you today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a uh, pigeon flyer that uh, has uh, called the program before and has been on the program before, but we're going to have a little bit of an in-depth talk with this fella because... uh, He's got some interesting stuff to tell us about pigeon racing back in the 70s and 80s. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to hear from him. We've got a fly from Tasmania, another fly from Tasmania to uh, tell us what's going on over there in Tassie. And uh, by hook or by crook, we've got Simon Gretsch coming on as well. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be back with uh, more of Pigeon Radio Australia after we introduce... The Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years, the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese Falcon... Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Tony, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. How you been going, mate? Oh, not, not too bad, I've been anyway. I'm good then. Yeah. Good morning, Listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yeah, and you've had a few pigeons reported this week, yeah? Yeah, for, for a change. <laughs> for a change. Anyway, we got to introduce the Italian stallion of pigeon racing direct from his tables here at 88.3. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Oh, God. Surprise, surprise, surprise. 
back folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino. Mr. Fonti. Yes, mate. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. That's the way. How's your coffee? Good. Good. Coffee's all right. Looks all right. And Mr. Tony Barbara, you enjoying your donut? Yeah, it's very good. It's nice. Good morning, Mr. Joe. Good morning, mate. How are you going? (laughs) Not bad, Joe. That's right. And good morning to all the beautiful listeners out there. Thank you for listening and... um, your feedback's been amazing. So um, feedback, what feedback? The feedback on Facebook, the feedback oh, on everything. Facebook. Yeah, the book face. Hey, talking about Facebook, we've got some stuff here from the Australian National Racing Pigeon Board. I've got a T-shirt. Anyway, I want to give away T-shirt, but how are we going to do this? Uh, somebody has to message you on uh, Facebook, yeah, and we'll give them a T-shirt. What are they going to say? <laughs> you think of it. What are they going to answer a question? All right. We'll give them a question and answer. Oh, who's our new sponsor? They've got to tell you who our new sponsor is. Tell us who our new sponsor is. And so you can either message it on... Uh, Pigeon Fancies P- Australia P- Pigeon or, or Pigeon Radio uh, or Pigeon Australia. Radio Australia. Yeah. Exactly. First one that does that will win a prize. Yeah, T-shirt. from T-shirt and, and a sticker. Oh, how's his sticker? How yeah. good is his sticker? Yeah, good. Definitely. Yeah, we've, got, we've got a few things to give away they've sent us to give yeah. away on the radio, so we'll do something every week. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Yeah. That'll be good. So what's happening with you? With me? Just, uh, you know. What? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Just getting, a, just, just getting the youngsters ready. Mm. So Now, um, you've got a bloke waiting on the phone that yes, used to I race have. pigeons. He doesn't race pigeons now, but he's still got pigeons. Exactly. Exactly. And he rang you, didn't he, or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, a few months ago we had a good chat. He rang mm. me to say about this. Like I said, uh, we get people ringing all the time saying how good the show is and, you know, even giving us um, yeah. some ideas of, you know, why don't you try this, or which is good, you mm. know. And um, so, yeah. So you've decided to get him on to talk about pigeon racing back in... The 70s. 70s, yeah. And his opinion on pigeon racing today and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And he's got some, Mm. uh, yeah, it's very interesting. You've got to listen to uh, some of his He's rang us before, you know. No, I didn't know. Yeah. He has, but okay. he never, never gave us his name. But now we know his identity. <laughs> See? <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so he'll be on. Yeah. And we've got uh, some other funny characters You've on the show as well. You've got a bloke from Tassie who rounded up all our pigeons. Oh, yes. He did a, such a good job. Yeah. Mr. Tony Jones, he did a really good job uh, rounding up our birds for the v- VPO Breeders' Plate. Yeah. In all sales, actually, from start, from... Well, we had three sales, yeah. and um, he did a r- magnificent job gathering all the birds together, sending them over. So, yeah, big, good. big thank you very much right, from that, the BPO. That was very kind of him, wasn't he? He's a good man. Do a job like that. Yeah, he's done a good job. Yeah, thank and, you very much. And, and we're crossing over to the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union, and you're going to get your mate, Mr. Gretch, on. Yes, yeah. Mr. Gretchy. Simon. Simon Gretsch. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. He's going to come the on. Original, the original. The original. The <laughs> original. The sensational. The wonderful Mr. Gretschy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's going to come on and we're going to have a bit of a laugh with him because I'm yeah. sure he's always got something funny to say. he's going to be a correspondent this he year. He is. He is. That's mm. going to be pretty funny, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I hope they're doing a good job. 
I think he will. Yeah. I think he'll do a great job. Yeah. If he doesn't, we'll sack him. <laughs> <laughs> so you better do a good job, Gretchie. <laughs> no, all good, mate. That should yeah. be great. All right, we'll hear from him later on. Yeah. But right now, we're going to have a break. You got any requests? La cucaracha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just yeah, well, I can put that on. Oh, yeah. no. oh, you gosh. know what that means, la cucaracha? Da, 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 da. No, no. Who's the mean? What is la cucaracha? La cucaracha is, isn't it, is it, I don't know, he's a cockroach or something. Yeah, the know. cockroach. Yeah, yeah, the cockroach. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. There's a few of those around, Mr. Ivan. Hey? There's a few of them around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, there's a few cockroaches. But we've got the Mortine, yeah. We've got the big mortar. We've got the squatter. Yeah. Oh, is that what we got? Yeah. The swatter. All right, no worries. All right. I've got zappers, but anyway. Zappers. What do you got, Tony? Nothing. He's <laughs> 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 oh, got nothing. God. Anyway, all right, let's take a break and yes. listen to La Cucaracha Woo-hoo. here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah. Porque no tiene, porque le falta marihuana que fumar. La cucaracha, la cucaracha, ya no puede caminar. Porque no tiene, porque le falta marihuana que fumar. La cucaracha, la cucaracha, ya no puede caminar, porque no tiene, porque le falta marihuana que fumar. La cucaracha, la cucaracha, ya no puede caminar, porque no tiene, porque le falta marihuana que fumar. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. 
Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. The Australian Road Crew Association, ARCA, is a not-for-profit organisation that helps road crews in crisis. To fund its work, ARCA has created the Desk Tape series, featuring 32 of Australia's best-loved bands and artists, including Midnight Oil, Australian Crawl, Crowded House, Men at Work, Archie Roach, Wendy Matthews, Vince Jones and Phil Manning. All proceeds from the sales of the Desk Tape series go to Aussie road crews who need financial and mental health assistance. Visit australianroadcrew.com.au. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service committed to assisting wildlife in need across Victoria. Our trained and dedicated volunteers rescue and rehabilitate sick, injured and orphaned animals so they can be released back to their native habitat. If you see wildlife that may need our help, please contact us on 8400 7300. To donate or register to become a volunteer, hop onto our website at wildlifevictoria.org.au. 
Listen to the real Mark Seymour, the Southern FM Mark Seymour, playing great Aussie music on the Big Aussie Breakfast. Every Wednesday, right here on 88.3 Southern FM, it's compulsory listening. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world, hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have a person that listens to the um, program probably every week, and uh, his name is Peter Costas, and uh, Joe Angelino, you suggested we get him on, yeah, mate? I sure did, my friend. And, so, um, uh, introducing Peter Costas, hello, Peter, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Oh, thanks very much, Ivan, it's a pleasure being on. Good on you, mate. Well, welcome aboard, my friend, and um, let's uh, l- let's get start with, uh, you know, how, how, when was your last race, how many years ago? Oh, it was quite a long time ago, uh, probably back in the 1990s when uh, I last uh, flew. Uh, but uh, I actually took over and when my uh, young uh, son decided to fly in the VAJ Juniors. Okay. And uh, then he decided to, um, uh, he found uh, other interests. And so I just uh, finished off, uh, I think, a year or two after that. And uh, he... Um, so I ended up uh, flying for probably a couple of years back then, but um, then I um, considered that the uh, sport at the time was just uh, uh, too unfair as the uh, the sport itself, uh, as you know, um, I'm only a very small flyer and uh, I was competing against flyers that were uh, sending a, a lot more um, birds than me. And uh, so I uh, consider, well, I actually uh, flew back in the 70s and 80s and... Uh, I then gave it up and only came back only because of my son. And uh, But I did uh, give it up after that again. But I've always kept pigeons and uh, had them for over 65 years now. And uh, I still enjoy just having pigeons and taking a keen interest in what's happening in the sport. And you listen to the radio every week? I do listen to it on uh, Wednesday, yes. I enjoy listening to you blokes uh, chat and uh, the interviews. Uh, it's really quite... Um, Quite interesting, and it keeps me in touch with what's happening in the world of pigeons. Oh, that's awesome. Now, tell me, what's the most flies you flew with back in the day, in the 70s, 80s? How many members did you fly against? Well, I've got a... Um, when I was... Uh, back in the 1970s, I think we had well over 400 flies in the VHA. Oh, nice, um, Back then, um, and but previous to that, I think when I go back through the records, and I've got a 1966 annual report... Um, and the VHA had 653 flyers back then in wow. 1966. Wow. So, yeah. And in my area, um, well, when I started flying back in the 1970s, uh, I, even though I had business since the 1950s uh, and was uh, participating with uh, another flyer, I was sending up a few birds with him. Um, back in the 1970s, um, we, uh, we actually... Uh, 
had some, uh, um, I, don't, I can't remember what the point I was going to make now. Um, but no, it was quite, quite, uh, quite a lot of flyers back then. And in my area, uh, back in the seventies, that's the point I'm going to make. We had eight flyers. Yeah. And now, and now, yes, there's eight flyers, and all within about oh, two kilometres. Uh, and uh, and now in the same era, we only have one flyer. And he's only flown a couple of races, and uh, this year um, he's getting into his eighties. And okay. uh, so we have, we have we had quite a quite a lot of flyers back in those days, and uh, and the average flyer back in those days only kept uh, forty to fifty birds in his loft. Well, now, um, with all them flyers, did you guys have boundaries or not really? Did we what? With all them flyers, six hundred flyers back in the day, was was there any boundaries or no? No boundaries. Oh yeah, no. Well, look back in the nineteen seventies and that, sixties um, and seventies, uh, there was a thirty-kilometer boundary. The VHA, I think, had the boundary of about a thirty-kilometer. Um, and you got to remember, back in the nineteen sixties, when they had six hundred and fifty odd flyers, the population in Melbourne was just you know one and a half to two million people. Now we're what, we're roughly over five million, I think now. Yeah, because they don't have a boundary now. The VHA. Yeah. Uh, I. I I'm not too sure now. I do think they might have a boundary of fifty or sixty kilometres. I'm not too sure. Oh, well, we've got flyers. They... We've got flyers from the VPO racing with the VHA, and that's what's the distance, Ivan? Roughly. Well, where are we to? Yeah, 60, 60, yeah, 70, yeah. seventy. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, well, there we are then. Yeah, I'm not quite in touch with uh, how many uh, yeah. what the boundaries are. Peter, what, what but, club were you involved with in the, in the VHA? Well, when when uh, when I was a young when I was a junior and that when I was a young fellow and joined it, I remember I was in the Ivanhoe Homing Club back in the 1960s. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And then uh, in the seventies, I flew with the Hawthorne Club, um, which was situated down there in the Richmond um, in the VHA headquarters. And where did you basket? Program. Did you basket in Richmond or did you go to a basketing centre? No, no, we basketed in Richmond. Um, and back in those days, uh, of course, we'd have to take the birds down on the uh, Thursday night and basket on the Thursday night, and then we'd have to go back there again on the Friday night and uh, set our clocks. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. it was a bit of a lot of running around, and yeah. uh, uh, it kept uh, it kept on our toes when it came to having a race. Uh, I remember as a kid all, all when I when I was in the VHA, we used to go down to Clayton. Down to where? Clayton. Oh, Clayton, yeah, Clayton. That was a that was a Springvale club down there, wasn't it? Yeah, Springvale club, Dandenong club. We all used to basket in the Clayton Centre. Yeah, that was a big club down there in oh, those yeah. days, wasn't it? Oh yeah, really big. Yeah. I think did did Springvale have about sixty odd members? Of yeah, that's day? right. Yeah, and Kenny Letch was the secretary at that time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good, he was a good auctioneer, Kenny Letch, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was good. Yeah. He yeah. had a piercing voice. Yeah, he did. He was a good option, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, I've got a, a little story um, about pigeon racing. Uh, well, not pigeon racing so much, but just uh, to do with uh, a chat I was having with a fellow a while ago, and then we were talking about how uh, birds, uh, pigeons, um, they don't often um, uh, uh, do their droppings while they're flying. I don't know if you are aware of that, Abe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I've never been hit by one, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I anyway, have. I have. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it luck. depends on how many birds you've got, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was talking to this chap, and then uh, we come to the conclusion, oh, yeah, you're right, they don't. You know, the, the nature of a pigeon is to forage and do their droppings while they're foraging anyway. 
So uh, believe it or not, I've never been hit by one. But the next morning, I was sitting under the eaves watching the birds fly over. This only happened a few years ago. Yeah. And lo and behold, as they went over, this was the next morning after talking to this chap, and I, uh, I looked up as the birds I went over, and the next thing I noticed was a little black dot, and you would not believe it. As, it, as I saw it, I turned my head to the left and it hit me on the ear and on the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't, you could oh, not no. believe it. Someone up there is listening, you know. 100%. So we'll you. <laughs> oh, what uh, a you shot. Know, you, have you ever you been hit, Mr. Angelino? You've been yeah. hit? Yeah, I have. Did I reckon it would hit me in the eye just about. Did it you play that ear, On the right ear and on the right shoulder. It was the next morning. I thought, well, there you go. It just showed you what's going to happen. But uh, oh, no, so I, um, I, I do enjoy keeping pigeons, and I took a keen interest in the sport. Uh, and hopefully uh, things will improve. But I think we need to make some major changes and make the sport a lot fairer and, uh, and try and uh, keep the cost down because, uh, you know, the, um, the cost of pigeon racing. And, 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 of course, there was good prize money back in the 1950s and 60s. And... Uh, and that was one of the things that actually um, promoted the sport, the prize money. Although there was only 20-odd federation placings, I think, back then. Um, it, but the, the prize money was really very good. Uh, I know a chap uh, back in the 1950s, uh, he lived nearby, he won 80 pounds, which was a hell of a lot of money back then. I think the wages were about 15 or 16, 000, uh, 16 pounds back then. So it was equivalent to about six or seven weeks' uh, wages uh, and back in the, and in the 1960s, another chap won a couple of hundred pounds. I think it was a 500 mile race. Um, I, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he was down south somewhere. And uh, so it was really what even people that knew nothing about pigeon racing, they uh, got into it because of the prize money. Um, and I think that's where the sport is now lacking. I don't think there's much money in the sport unless you go into these big races or these one loft races or something like that, which is really quite, uh, can be quite costly. Um, I know the $100,000 VHA one, that's a very good race. And uh, I think, uh, you know, like you can get 10 rings or 11 rings for $1,000 and you, the, you can get $100,000 if you win it, you know. So, and I think what, there's 30 or 40 prizes, is that correct? 50. Um, I think it's going to be up to 50 prizes this year. 50, well, that's, yeah. yeah. Well, that's very 50. good because you need, a lot of, uh, you need a lot of prizes to keep people... Coming back, you know. Correct, uh, correct. They come back. If they get a little bit, they'll keep coming back. And I think that's a, that's a very good incentive for our sport. But we do need uh, to make some changes. And I think we need to emphasise a lot more on, uh, in my opinion, this is uh, shorter races, like uh, races of probably a couple of hundred kilometres and that, uh, where, um, you know, you don't need to wrap many pigeons. Because, I mean, the feeding of all your pigeons, it costs people a fortune these days if you keep a lot of pigeons. True, true. So what, yeah, sort of, I, so what sort of changes would you, you know, what, what do well, you think you would Well, personally, would make a I would like to see um, like a lot of clubs have a, an optional, uh, say, 10-bird limit. Um, I think uh, the Greater Melbourne have got uh, uh, some of those races like that during the year, and I think that would be something that might encourage uh, people you know, to come back into the sport. And, uh, you know, you need 40 or 50 birds in, in your loft and that to be able to uh, compete, and you may not need to send... 10 pigeons for 7 or 8, and uh, yeah. it makes the playing field a little bit um, a little bit uh, fairer, and I think that's where uh, unfortunately, the I think the sport of pigeon racing, you may be aware of this, is probably the most unfair sport you can get involved in, to tell you the truth. What do you think of that? Um, maybe certain feds, yeah, certain feds it could be a bit unfair, but uh, some feds are trying their best, you know, as well, so 
I don't want to mention names, but uh, yeah, look, we, we're all trying our best, I guess. Uh, but it, it, do, it does need improving. You're right. It, so, as an outsider now looking into it, what would you do different? Well, personally, as I say, I would have a an optional ten bird limit race uh, for people that uh, you only want to keep a small team. Um, I think that's one of the things that uh, you know is very important. Um, uh, I mean, I can't imagine a young person coming into the sport and saying, well, I've got to beat up 150 or someone new, 150-odd pigeons to be able to compete against people that's earning 50 or 60 a week. Uh, that would certainly... Uh, and then they need a much bigger loft. And these days, you know, you with smaller backyards, you, you can't really keep that many pigeons, I don't think. Do you think um, you, you would get the... Um you know, enough pigeons going to a race, like if everyone's going to just send 10, and, you know, yeah, people say, say the, you know, cover, uh, the more cover you got, the better, they say. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's a bit more neighbour-friendly having a smaller team too, you know, you don't want neighbours uh, complaining about all these pigeons flying around, and uh, and even uh, with councils, you've got to be careful these days too, because they can come down on you, and uh, you won't be able to keep any pigeons if they... Um, if anyone complains, and uh, it's very hard to get a permit to actually keep pigeons anyway. You know, a lot of councils only allow you to keep a certain, a small amount of birds if you do, and uh, so you really, that would be one of the ways I think that we could improve the sport. Okay. Um, you know, there's probably, and, and you've got to try and keep the sport as cheap as possible. I know the VPO, uh, they're doing their best to keep their costs down, uh, which is very good. We're the cheapest, um, aren't we? We're the cheapest going uh, around. VPO, we're the cheapest going around. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we don't. It's, yeah, it's really good. It's really we're affordable. You know what I mean? You can race pigeons. We got we got an we got you can either race um, A, which is to, uh, two. Uh, you can pay two hundred and fifty, and you can just send uh, twenty birds, or you can pay three fifty and send fifty. You know. So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you've got a choice. You know what I mean? You've got a choice. Yeah, that, that is that, that, that's a good choice. Yeah, but I still emphasise that we need something that's a bit fairer and uh, can you know, and everybody doesn't need to keep a large number of pigeons and keep a small team and that keeping the cost down yeah. because you know, as you say, you know, the feeding cost of pigeons is very expensive if you keep a large team, and really, you know, when you look at the cost of the feeding, you never recover that cost if you're winning races uh, because there's not enough money in the racing to work the. Um, you know, cover your cost of feeding. That's so, well, you know, it's like running your business. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you know, if you're outlaying more than your actual year income, if you go broke, wouldn't you? Well, why is that so in Australia? Like, you've got people in Belgium that finish in the top 10 of a race and they win 30 grand. Well, I'll tell you something about Belgium, as I may have mentioned to you a long time ago. Yeah. At their peak, at their peak, they had about 300,000 flyers. Uh, and, and And you know the population of Belgium, do you? No. No, not exactly. Well, it's, it's roughly about 8 million people. So it's about a third of what Australia's got. So they had the, they had that many. And uh, when it comes to, uh, and, and I don't know what the exact figure is now, but they might be between the thirty and the 40,000 over there at the moment. I'm yeah, not too right. sure there are. So even over there, as you are well aware, there are people like the ones you have on um, on the radio there. They, you know, they're sending up 150 pigeons and even more to be able to... Uh, you know, yeah. uh, win and uh, things like that. And, and, of course, as you know, the uh, they get big money for their birds from you know, China and other countries that pay big top dollar for their pigeons. So that might be a reason why, you know, there's still 
quite a lot of flies over there. Quite interesting, Belgian Peter. But uh, we've got to hear from our sponsors right now. We've got to take a short break and we'll be back with more of Peter Costas here on Pigeon Radio Australia after this. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new high flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all in one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. And we're back with you on Pigeon Radio Australia talking to Peter Costas and uh, we were talking about prize money and uh, racing pigeons in Belgium. And, uh, yeah, the prize money in Belgium is quite good, isn't it, uh, Peter? Is it, I, think, I think it's optional. Isn't everything optional over there? Yeah, prize money is optional, but what they do is um, they run pools. Right? So you put your birds in, you pay your entry fee and everything, and then you can pull your bird. So it's actually yes. be- betting on the pigeon, yeah? Yes, that's that, well, okay, and, yeah. and, and he was telling me when he was over here, he said, my uncle was Jeff Huben, and he said, Jeff Huben used to pull 200 birds every week. 
Yeah. <laughs> what did that cost him, I wonder? No, it cost him, that's what he was saying. It cost him a lot Very of money. Really. It cost him a lot of money, but he won a lot of money. Won a lot of money too, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know we used to pool... Uh, pooling was very popular here back in the 1960s or 70s. It was very popular. And there was good money in pools. Sometimes there was oh, almost uh, almost as, as much as um, the actual prize money for first prize, you know. Yeah, well, I it just, I just very can't, popular. I and, can't understand why they stopped it. You know, when you talk to people nowadays and you say, well, over there in Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, they're doing pools, you know. Why don't we try doing it here? And they sort of... They sort of, nah, it wouldn't work, you know. They just discount it straight away. They don't want to even have to give it a go, you know. Well, it, it was popular, but I think the cost of the entry fee of the birds and, uh, you know, like people who are sending 40 or 50 pigeons, it probably cost them, you know, I don't know exactly the figure now, but it could cost them 100, 120 bucks to send away that many pigeons. So if, if you were in the, uh, you know, the bigger feds, I don't know, uh, or the VHA, when you take into account everything, like upfront fees and that, um, I don't know if that's the exact figure. I'm not uh, stating that that's a fact, but uh, I think that that's what's killed the pools. You know, when years ago, people, you know, if you're seeing nine or ten pigeons, uh, it wasn't costing you that much, and so they could afford to pool. And by Jesus, I tell you what, it, they were popular, the pools, and they just they just died out. But uh, no, I think that's where the cost, the, the, the thing is, they're sending up so many pigeons now to win that it's cost them that much that they don't even think of the pools anymore. Well, Tony was just oh, saying. Yeah. He was just saying today. He goes that. Uh, what were you saying, Tony, about prizes? You, you got to have prize money. Yeah, and sections and, and sections yeah. and things like that. Well, in the old days, myself, I used to win <clears throat> a lot of pool money. That's it. Myself. Yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes four hundred and fifty. So sometimes could that, be three fifty. Yeah, five. About Twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a long time ago, but uh, no. It was popular and it was good money. I know chapter won a race. He won, I think it was about, oh, I think it was about 110, 110 uh, 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 dollars in um, in pools. And I think uh, the chapter won the five hundred back in 1961, I think it was. Uh, he won one hundred ten dollars in pools, and uh, no, that was. Uh, 1966. I have to recorrect myself here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there was about uh, two hundred dollars in um, uh, two hundred dollars in um, in actual prize money. So uh, and that was a lot of mo- that was a lot of money in those days. Oh oh, absolutely. If you were getting say fifty dollars a week back in those days, um, you were you know, you'd be getting a, a good income. You know, fifty dollars a week back in the 90s, in the mid sixties and that it was a good income. But, um, yeah, no, the pools were popular. Um, but as I say, you know, it's got to the, got to the point now where the cost of entries, entering your birds and that is, um, is so much is so much that the people just don't want to um, uh, pool anymore. Now, what yeah, I it's want, a bit of a shame. Yeah. What I want to ask you something different now, just uh, like back in the day, what uh, bloodlines did you have while you racing? Uh, well, I started off with some Wickhams. Um, and uh, and then um, uh, I managed to get some Harrisons. So it was the Wickham Harrisons that I had mainly. Wickham Harrisons. And, uh, and they were pretty pretty good, you know. Um, uh, they were in hard weather and that. idea they, they were good. They came home well. And uh, even when um, they had some really strong headwinds and that, I was surprised, you know, how well they did, these birds. And, and believe it or not, sometimes they came home and you wouldn't even think they'd find a race, some of them. 
I remember back in the 1990s when I was uh, the last couple of years, I actually had someone give me some uh, Jansons, and uh, they were beautiful looking birds and that. But um, I sent them off to the race, and um, and I didn't get any home until Sunday. And whereas the Harrison Wickham's turned up, you know, in race time and that, and uh, when they landed on the loft and that, you think to yourself, God, these pigeons don't look like they've even flown the race. How and, good is uh, that? and an hour and a half later, when I came back from the club or so, I let them out and then they flew around for another hour with the rest of the birds. Jeez. You see? They were very hardy, but, and yet they weren't a very good looking bird. No, they were ugly, especially the Harrison. Yeah. And um, yeah, in those days, we weren't allowed to import any pigeons from nowhere. Well, back then you weren't, no. You could get them from New Zealand, I think. Yeah. You had to come in through New Zealand back in the 1960s. Um, but uh, you couldn't import them direct, no, if I, I recall. I remember um, as a kid when I was going to the club meetings, that was one of the main points of discussion at the meetings. How are we going to start importing pigeons from overseas? Hey, yeah, Peter. that's right. Well, when, when were the first ones in? 96, was it? 96, 92? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that. The first ones came in, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but the I still Rosa. think the... Uh, I still think the people that have got the old families and that, from what I've heard, they uh, they really relish them. Oh, yeah, and, uh, people that have still got them and they're, they're, the, they're the rigid-ditch ones that they had back in the day, yeah, they reckon they still do well with them. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I've heard people comment on your show over the years how they've uh, still kept trying to keep them as pure as possible and, uh, you know, and not cross them out because then you lose it sometimes. But no, I didn't find the uh, the uh, Jansons were uh, particularly good at all. The ones that I had anyway that were given to me. So um, I, I just um, kept the old family and that, which I still got. Well, I remember and when we had the little, the late Les Fenton on the program. Um, he reckons that the, he had birds before the imports come in, and he said then these new Jansons come in, and he said they were a lot quicker, a lot faster than the uh, old stuff. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't quite understand that. I don't quite understand how they can be a lot quicker. I don't know whether they beat their wings faster or, the, or what they do, but I know that, uh, um, you know, they, pigeons fly at the speed that they can. If they're very fit, they'll fly faster. If they're not fit, they'll fly slower. And uh, as simple as that, um, uh, you know, I, I just don't know how people can say they, they flew quicker. Uh, I guess but, it's uh, like the greyhounds uh, and, the, and the racehorses. you got your... Sprints, you got your middle distance pigeon, or right horses, and your long distance. You know, like you wouldn't put a, yeah. a sprinter in a in a, a thousand kilometer run. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't put a sprinter in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, all well, that's yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that. But yeah. look, anyway, what I was going to say as well. Uh, back in the day, like these days, we we vaccinate for PMV, rotor, you name it, uh, pigeon box. Did you did you do that back in the day? What did you what did you vaccinate? No. For? No, I was totally against any sort of uh, medication. Yep. I never would have medicated pigeons. Um, and there is a, a bit of a secret to keeping your, bird, your, your loft healthy, but I'm not going to mention it over pigeon radio. Oh, you're not going to help You're not going to help us? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll get that close to my chest. All right, but, all right. I might have to give you a private call then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, no, they're... they're um, the, uh, well, you know, with pigeons, though, really, you know, you, you don't want to, you've got to be careful because you don't want to turn them into, well, I call it drug addicts because when you start giving them too much medication, I think you can, you, you might be doing them more harm than good. 
Um, I know my mentor back in he go he came to Australia from uh, Europe back in the nineteen uh, uh, early fifties and started racing and uh, and back in those days you know they used to send five pigeons a, a week to a race and that and that was the norm even over in Europe you know very small teams of pigeons and when he came to Australia and that uh, he flew up until uh, the nineteen uh, early seventies and yeah. uh, they brought in. Um, the rule that you had to inoculate against uh, the uh, against um, oh, what the eye infection there, what do they call it, the uh, pigeon, not yeah. pi- eye co- the eye, the pigeon pox, or, or? Yeah, uh, it might have been pigeon pox. Yeah, it might have. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, could but have been. Uh, it was. Yeah, to, to inoculate against it might have been pigeon pox there, and he totally refused. He said no way would he would he use any medication on pigeons. Now, his birds, I think, were used by the military back in the during the war. Ooh, I think they okay. were at um, disposal of the um, military also. Yeah. Um, and I think all the birds in this country were also. But uh, as he said to me, never, ever use medication on pigeons. And he said, um, and he, anyway, he left the sport in disgust back in 1972. Yep. He said, not only, not only did you leave it because of the fact that you had to uh, inoculate, yeah. but uh, he said also because the sport now was becoming too unfair. Okay. He said the rich, the rich man has got too much advantage, and he, he left the sport back in the nineteen seventy two. Um, and uh, but he uh, he was a he was a good flyer, um, but he was only a small flyer also. Um, but no, he said no, never, never use medication on pigeons. And he said to me, he said, once a pigeons get once a pigeon gets sick, he said it'll never breed another good bird for you ever again. Okay. Now that was his. Uh, Famous statement, whether it was fact or not, I don't know. But, uh, he, no, he said, um, never use medicine on pigeons. And uh, I know these days we had to, to inoculate against the PMV, uh, PMV didn't we, uh, back in, uh, when did that start? Five or six years ago? Yeah, that's correct. Inoculation? Yep. Probably back then. Yeah, and, and you couldn't fly pigeons unless you had a statutory declaration to stay there, to that's say right. that you were, um, you had to, but... Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no. He, he said. He said no. But look, I, I, I still keep pigeons, and I haven't had a pi- uh, sick pigeon for years. And uh, yeah, so uh, you got to keep your life pretty simple. And uh, as you know, there's, there's look, there's there are a lot of pigeon, people still keep pigeons around the place, but don't race. They just keep them as a hobby. A lot of fancy pigeons, and uh, a lot of, and people keep racing pigeons. There's a fellow near me, he's in his late eighties. He's given up the sport. He still keeps his pigeons. He still enjoys it. Um, and you've never thought yeah. of getting back into racing again? Oh, uh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, I would. I probably would if if uh, I found that it was uh, you know it was fair. And um, I personally think. Um, one of the mistakes I think was going into sections in uh, in the VHA as the section I think there's one placing for every 200 birds. Well, sometimes you can get six or seven flyers sending uh, less than 200 birds in only one position, and I think that's done a lot of harm. I would like to. I don't think that was a good thing for for the VHA anyway. That, I'm just talking about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think open fed is a is a, a the best way to go. Um, I do think, though, um, we should possibly have uh, a system whereby um, if uh, the velocities are sort of very fast, well, you know, the flies are uh, got the overfly, got the advantage, I think, you know, they should have a system where possibly if uh, 
if it's uh, under 1,100 uh, metres a minute, it's federation racing, open federation, and if it's over that or, or under 1,200 metres a minute, if it's over that, then you just the money stays within the club. Okay. That's a, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's what I think it should be because uh, you know a lot of people in the VHA did move, uh, or some people move south southeast to gain the advantage because yeah. we normally fly fly the north line all the time. So um, yeah. Uh, no, and, and the other thing too, I think we should be doing is I think we should be flying the east line out towards uh, Malakuta and those areas there. Well, yeah. uh, I mean you can only get out to about what four hundred <laughs> kilometres, but still. Hey? We had a bad one from. We had a bad race. I remember when I raced with Double PF, Malakuta. When you, I'll never forget that name. We had a shocker. It was a smash from Malakuta. Jeez, it was terrible. Yeah. But that was. Jeez, yeah, it was terrible. Was it the, the Was it the weather or, or what? Oh, I think it's the. It's our friend, the Mister Falcon. Yeah, the Queen of the Sky. Yeah, the Queen of the Sky. I, I think they're everywhere. I don't think it's just. Uh, concentrated in those areas. Uh, uh, I know up in the up in the country, I've seen them fly over my um, uh, own property up there, and they I fly. Um, they fly over. I've seen them. I've seen them attacking um, an ibis, and an yeah, ibis was considerably bigger than a falcon. By gee, oh. he was the falcon was harassing this ibis, um, and I do think the uh, they've taken their toll on some of our uh, wildlife too. Yeah, they the, have. Uh, yeah. Rosella, the Rosella population, and we had Rosella. Uh, Resident Rosellas up there, and they've they've all disappeared. And I actually saw them catch one one time, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're taking their toll. But there's falcons everywhere, no matter which way you fly. Yeah, but I think uh, there's too many of them now. That's the problem. Yeah, and I don't think they're a native to Australia either. Do you? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. But I always have that argument with everybody. They always tell me, "Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." But I don't think I'm wrong. I said we've got falcons in Australia. The same, as, the same as they've got in New Zealand. They haven't introduced any European falcons in New Zealand. They don't have that problem. And we had our native falcons here that really didn't worry about the pigeons. That's right. Yeah, that's right. New Zealand don't have them, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think they were introduced into Europe by the Romans. Yeah. Well, they were introduced when... into Australia because... Uh, my wife was doing a lot of research when she was doing a university degree about uh, Australian his- history and uh, she was going through a lot of the shipping lists and a lot of the shipping lists from England would have um, so many falcons on board. There you are. There, so you, are. there you are. And that's so back in the eighteen. That's back in the 1850s, yeah? And now the breeding program is out of control. Yeah, now they're breeding them. Out for of just, control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well... I don't know who's breeding them because I did ring up um, the uh, uh, what's the property up there in uh, up in the hills and at uh, well, the, the, the zoo up there. The uh, oh, Hills Hill Sanctuary is it? Hills Sanctuary. I did ring them up one time and yeah. they said no, they don't have a, a breeding program. Well, they, they do. They they've got a breeding program in Balan. If you look it up on the internet, you can find that they've uh, got a they've got a breeding program in a few areas actually. Okay. Well, they did say up there at Hillsville that they do um, breed uh, native animals, oh. uh, and, but not. They didn't say peregrine falcons. No, they, they, oh. they said no. We don't do that. But yeah. anyway, look. The fact is that they, they are they they are a bit of a scourge, and uh, and people talk about you know these feral animals and uh, all the introduced species, but no one ever mentions a falcon, do they? No. Always, 
No, and I even and a carp and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and it's very yeah. funny, you know, because when you start discussing it like on the internet, uh, and you say, "Well, they're not really uh, native to Australia; they're 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 import from Europe." Uh, you get people that pigeon flies attacking you, saying, "No, nah, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. They're native to Australia." <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We, we, I think one of our natives is the black falcon. Yes. I think that might be a native to Australia. Yes, but uh, and, the, the, uh, we, but the black falcon have... won't really attack pigeons. No, no. It's more no, uh, right. it's more a, a rats and mice sort of uh, predator. Yeah, and it's a pretty slow slow fall. I've actually had been attacked by. I've actually seen an attack by a black falcon, and it was pretty slow. Yeah, you know, yeah. the pigeons didn't have a chance at the time. I mean, the pigeons, you know, didn't even pay much attention to it. But the parents of peregrine, that's really the problem of that. I mean, of course, we, we've got plenty of raptors here anyway, but uh, most of them don't really attack pigeons. Correct. So, yeah, the, the peregrine certainly has taken its toll on pigeons, but I don't think it's just that. I think also, you know, uh, sometimes the birds that you send away may not be fit enough to, you know, make the make the distance, and uh, sadly, uh, you know, you get lot, they lose, you lose them, and, uh, yeah, so you've really got to make sure your birds are very fit. I, I think that uh, whenever I... Your, your birds really need to be flying around the loft for at least an hour to an hour and a half and flying very well to be to say, well, look, they're fit enough to send off to a 300, 400-mile race. Um, uh, and if they're just flopping, flying around and gliding around the loft, you know, I wouldn't even uh, send a bird off to a race that was doing that. They've got to be very, very fit and flying exceptionally well around the loft. Oh yes, they've got to be working well around the loft. You're right, ranging, and just as a as a kit, you know, as a mob, just just running the sky up and down, up and down. Yeah. I'll tell you another little story which uh, you might want to listen to. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, okay, uh, it might be a, a little bit here of the show. Um, uh, this ex pigeon fly, the gentleman's is always pretty old. I think yeah. nineties now. I'd say. Anyway. Um, he was telling me that uh, he had a lineway at the back of his house and uh, every now and then someone would jump the back fence oh. and knock off some of his birds. No, cheeky buggers. Yeah. Well, this is going back years ago. Yeah. So so, so what he did, he said um, he, got, he got some boards and hammered some nails through them and put them at the bottom of the fence. That is good. <laughs> that is he good. He said, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, he said, one night he's in bed and he hears this almighty scream. Oh, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's he said, good. <laughs> he said, oh, I never lost a bird after that, he said. <laughs> good on him, good on him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I said to him, I said, did, did you notice anybody limping around the area? Listen, Pete, it was really good talking to you, my friend. Wanted to have a, a bit of a chat with you. And I did tell you I was going to get you on the radar, didn't I? You did. And I got you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You've been an inconvenient time, but anyway, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you, fellas. Uh, no, Dave. Uh, thank anyway, you. Enjoy the show. All the best, anyway. Thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. And right now, we have to break for the Southern FM and National Radio News, and we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia after the news. Catch you then. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
the pigeon, stop 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 the pigeon, how? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And you can catch Pigeon Radio Australia online at www.pigeonmedia.com.au and uh, go and check out the Southern FM website at www.southernfm.com.au. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from Hobart in Tasmania, we have a prominent pigeon flyer over there, and his name is Tony Jones. Welcome, Tony Jones, to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate. Thank you very much for that, Ivan. Tony, how are you going? This is Joe Angelino. All right. And you've got uh, Tony Barbara here as well. Tony, how are you? How are you, how you doing, Tony? All no, right. Not bad, yes, then. Yep. That's the way. So uh, let's start with, first I want to say a big thank you. Thank you very much for um, all that hard work you did, you know, getting the birds uh, sorted, you know, from all the flies over in Tassie and, um, yeah, and, and for our VPO Breeders' Plate. You did such yeah. a great job and it was amazing, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, mate, but it was a joint um, joint thing. Frank, Frank himself, Frank Di Pasquale, he done all the arrangements for the flights and all that. I only had to pick them up, mate, so yeah. it was a joint. No, well, that's yeah. good. No, that's good. You, but still, you were involved. We want to thank you because there's always someone, you know, someone's got to be involved over that side and you were the man. So, yeah, yeah thank you very much. Now, let's talk a little bit about yourself. What, uh, how, you know, how did you get involved in pigeon racing? How long have you been racing for? What bloodlines do you have? Go for it, my friend. Oh, I've been racing since about 1986. I used to race in the um, Maidstone Pigeon Club, actually, over here in Victoria. Okay. With old Charlie Morris and... <laughs> oh, be buggered. We'll talk <laughs> about Charlie Morris today, if you believe it or not. I've got Charlie. I think there was Charlie and Lenny Russell and a few of the other old guys. And I, was, I was only a young fella. Do you remember like, Johnny Mifsud by any chance? <laughs> no, I don't think I do, mate. Jeb, we're going back a long time. Yeah, but. yeah. Actually, Joe Halligan and I were talking about uh, Charlie Morris today, actually. Yeah. That, Arthur, Arthur Mangion used to be there. Yeah, Arthur Mangion, Stan yeah. Downs. Yeah. My brother yeah. used to raise that yeah, as well. Paul Barbara. Paul, was it? Paul? Yeah. yeah. Paul Barbara. Yeah, I flew in uh, actually the Maids, Maidstone Club. The Maidstone Club, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think there was only like, I don't know, 10 or 12 guys there. And nice. I was pretty young in days and I, I just sort of, yeah, raced it over there. But no, um, that's when I, I had pigeons on my life since I've been a kid. Yeah. But um, when I went to Melbourne, I started racing them over there, actually, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, Steve Hickson, I don't know whether you heard yeah. of him. Yeah, no, Steve, yeah. Well, yeah. Steve and I used to fly as partnerships. Oh, gee, that's... Great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was a long time ago, yeah. Mm. Uh, you don't sound that old. What do you mean, a long time ago? You only sound like a 30-year-old man. What's a, What do you mean? I'm a, I'm a lot older than that, mate. I've been racing since 1986. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. You're giving your age away, mate. And what's the difference of racing in uh, what's the, what's the difference racing in Melbourne and racing in Hobart? Oh well, I found in Melbourne, like in them days, you just went to the club, put your birds, and you didn't have any hassles. Yeah, you know. Over and now, I mean, 
it's all gone into sort of politics now. He wants to be this and he wants to be that. And it just takes the enjoyment out of racing pigeons at times, you know. But, I mean, Hobart is a lot a lot harder to fly out of. Yep. I mean, the VHA used to fly out of Hobart here years ago and they ended up actually stopping it because they just lose too many pigeons. Oh, right. Yeah, she's, she's pretty easy flying from up north across, but... An extra couple hundred k's makes a hell of a big difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, and we don't have as many guys race pigeons down here as what you guys over there have either, you know? That's why it's good that uh, we got a lot of your birds over here and we can try them out, you know, it's really good. Really yeah, well, good. some of the birds, but I rounded up off the guys. Some of the guys that sent them birds are really good pigeon flyers, you know? Beautiful. Really good flyers. And, um, yeah, well, the last lot that I got peers out of the Northern guys, that that one, I think that was on your last sale, there was a lot of good pigeon flies done that put birds into that sale a hell of a lot, you know? I, I handled all the birds that were brought from um, over from Tassie from the first breeder's plate to the last. And let me tell you, they were all handled beautiful. They were beautiful. Yeah. You guys breed a good pigeon over there, I tell you. Must yeah, be the fresh air. I mean, they've got to be pretty good pigeons over here because, uh, I mean, they fly the, they fly the um, water and then we've got another two, 250 k's down to Hobart, you know, maybe further. Yeah. And it takes a special pigeon, Joe, because if they're offline 5, 10 degrees, they keep going down to Matt Syker. So, oh, you know, and like when you're flying back to the mainland, I mean, no matter where they go, they hit land, you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, they've got to be pretty tough pigeons. I mean, Bass Strait's one of the most hardest places to fly in Australia, which you're probably aware of, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, but no, no, I mean, but I also got a lot of pigeons off of Frank. Yeah. And they've done extremely well for me here, extremely well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've got them out as far as Notting Hill to Hobart. Yep. And won with them, so they've done pretty good, yeah, you know? Okay, What's so? What's your uh, memorable moment in like you know memorable race that you've had? One of your yeah, one of your memorable races. Oh, I would say when I won the Young Bird Derby in the Maidstone Pigeon Club. Oh, really? Uh, tell yeah, us, uh, tell us what happened. Right. Tell us what happened. Why was it so memorable? What happened? Well, that was the only race I ever won <laughs> that year. Oh, okay, okay. That's the first race I ever won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, well, you probably still remember the you know like it was yesterday. You know, when the pigeons come home, you know, would have been I, excited. I yeah, well, we only stopped, like, we lived in sort of just off sunshine there and we lost a hell of a lot of our young ones to the railway birds, you know, used to go down there and that. And yep. We only had about 16 pigeons and when we started racing, we had eight. Wow. That's all we raced with for the whole season. I think we finished the eight. season with, yeah, eight, that's all we had left. Jeez. And um, we finished the season with four. Yeah. But I can remember them four pigeons. They were four really good pigeons, yeah. And what, you were just sending a couple every week or something? No, we just sent them all every week. Oh, jeez, from from start to finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What bloodlines were they? <laughs> they were the old Delaney's. Delaney Logans. Yeah, they were the, actually Logan Barker's, their bloodlines, yeah. Okay. I got them off a guy out in the VPU. Apparently, he was a friend of my father's, and he was a greyhound flight racer too. And he gave me a heap of pigeons, and I ended up getting like um, 
<coughs> Poor Sockbirds, I think there was two 600-mile bedwinning hens. Oh, nice. A 500-mile cock and a 400-mile cock. Yeah. And that's where all my pigeons ventuated from, from them four pigeons, yeah. Jeez, you wouldn't have any of those bloodlines now, no. You still got them, mate. Jeez, well done. Because what I done was I used to, I bought them back and, like, I'd take, go to the best flyer in Tassie and I'd buy a couple of young'uns and I'd raise them. Okay, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and they didn't do what mine could do, they weren't left. And what were left I bred into me Delaney's, but then I kept inbreeding them back. Ah, right, yeah. Here and there, I, you know, I'd probably put probably four or five crosses in them over all that, time, all that period of time. Yeah. But I always bred back to the original Delaney's, yeah. Okay. And they were just blue bars. That's all they are, just plain blues. Yep. And the cocks have pearl eyes and the hens have violet eyes. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, but um, and I'm, I'm still winning races today with them pigeons. Jeez, how's that? Yeah, yeah, because uh, a lot of the old fellas over here in Tassie, they've they still got a lot of the old blood, you know? Yeah, that's good. They've got the old Wickhams and the Barkers and the Harrisons yep. and 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 the, and the Goodgers and yeah, that, that a lot of them still got the old pigeons. Yeah. Mm. And what? How many do you like? Do you keep a lot of stock and do you breed a lot of? No, yearlings? mate. I kept a few extra stock this year because I bred some for you guys. But um, I usually keep between fifteen and eighteen pair, but fifteen pair I like. Nice. And I breed about uh 85 to 90 pigeons a year. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, I'll fly them out through Flinders Island way. If we go that way, I'll probably have, after we fly Flinders Island, we have a good season, I'll probably have, I don't know, 30 to 40 left. Oh, that's good. And then I start flying them across the longer races, yeah. So what's your role in your club? What do you do in your club? What's, uh, what's your position? I'm the treasurer. You're the treasurer. Yeah, I'm the man with all the money, you know. Oh, yeah, so can you give me a loan? <laughs> no, nah, mate, they'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get on well with the guys, but I touch them, mate. Well, I'll tell you something, Tony, I won't say a thing. Yeah, yeah. You can nah, trust mate, me, it'll, be, it'll be between you and me. <laughs> you know what they say, mate, friends and money don't mix. <laughs> I tried, Tony. I tried. Yeah, you've got to try with me. you got to try with me. No, I'm only joking. No, but no, I have got a few, um, I don't know, I think they're Vanderbolts, some Frank and some Koopmans and yep. some Irvings. And I got some Chicago's off of him. Yep. And they fly extremely well for me here. Yes. Actually, I remember uh, I remember you bred some birds for a bloke in, in Werribee. And... Um, he did pretty well with one of your birds. Uh, oh, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he done really well with that hen, yeah. And I think she bred him a couple of fed winners too. Yeah, yeah, he did really good with her. And then I think yeah. he sent her to a race and lost her. Yeah, well, that happens, mate. You know, they always want that one more win and then, mm. Yeah. I think, I think the secret to pigeon racing is knowing when the birds had enough. That's true. They're not machines, and, you know, they shouldn't be treated as machines. And and I've always said, you know, I, I breed winners to winners. That's how I breed my pigeons. Oh, good one. And they asked me, how do you do that? And I said, well, by keeping the winners. Think about it. <laughs> it's called common sense, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But you'd be surprised how many people in the pigeon game but don't have that common sense, you know? 
Yeah, sometimes they try this just a little bit too hard, and that's when things go wrong. Yeah, yeah I've made that mistake, mate. I, I, I had one in, but I, I won seven races with. Yeah. And she won seven races straight that in. And yeah. I sent on the eighth race, and she didn't come home for two weeks, and then I learnt my lesson. Yeah. I was lucky to get her back home, actually. Oh, you see. Now, you've been racing for a long time. Give us some tips. Oh, yes, Give us some tips. Time, mate. Yep. Give us some tips, mate. You might, you know, that might help us down here. Well, what what tips would you have for us? Well, I don't use a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. Because I just think that um, medication is a Band-Aid effect. Okay. I mainly use a lot of safflower oil in my, in my food. Yes. And about, and I, I will treat them, I don't treat for canker because I figure it's hereditary and I won't get canker while well, I just dispose of that line because I don't want it here. Fair call. And um, I'll give them away or whatever. That's all right, yeah, I know what you mean. And I use, the only vitamins that I do use is, is uh, Centrum. Yeah. And I use that probably three times a week. Okay. I use one one centrum tablet, six liters of water. What do you? What tablet's that? Centrum. Centrum. Yeah, centrum. like human state, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, they've got all the vitamins made of Z. True. So why do you need to go and buy all these other vitamins? That's true. And it's a pretty cheap way, you know. You go and buy a bottle of centrum, fifteen bucks. Yeah. It's just a hundred tablets in it. So yeah. So I just use that, and um, when I when I race. I don't keep any pigeons at home. Everything goes. Whether I race or train, but everything goes. The only ones that stay behind if they're hit or injured or whatever. And they just go every week, non-stop. I don't um, hold prisoners. Yeah. And I, and um, when I train them, I virtually take them out to about uh, 15, 20 k's. Yeah. And I just train them in teams of threes and fours. Oh, so yeah. you do you you break them down, do you? So oh, yeah, when you yeah. take, I, I you start go. with probably fifteen to tw- well. First, I'll start with the mobs, and then I'll break them down to fifteen or twenty. Yeah, and I'll break them down to ten, and I'll break them down to four, or five, you know, or three or four. Yeah, and, and what I, find, I always take them to the same point every day when I do it. Yeah, the thirty. Did you say thirty k's? Is it? Ah. Uh, 15 to 20 k's. Oh, 15, 20 k's, yep, yep. Well, you can't take much further, much further falcons eat them, mate, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right, because you've got all the bush and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, sometimes it might only be 10 k's. Okay. But, I mean, I find when I train them like that, they learn to fly in a small group. And when I'm flying the longer races, most of the time I get two or three together on the drop. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, sometimes I get five on the drop, you know? That's Other good. times I don't get any, but that that's pigeon racing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but that's about all I do, mate. Nothing special. I mean, I bath the birds a lot. I do bath them a lot. I don't use any conditioners or nothing. I just do plain water. Plain water, yep. But I am a great one at feeding very heavy. Okay. So you train them hard, feed them heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they're like a car, mate. They haven't got the fuel and they're not going to go. That's it. So I virtually, I um, even even as young birds, I mean, I'll feed the birds. I feed twice a day. Yeah. In the morning and night, 
And I mean, I'll go out there next morning, there might be half a cup full of seed on the floor. Okay. And then I just drop it back a little bit and they clean it up. And yeah, birds, as youngins, I hop the feed stock birds all year. Good. With I what? Never, never, what do you give them? What do you give them? What do you give these stock birds all year? I just give them normal pigeon mix. Oh, okay. So you give them a mix, not a barley or. Wheat, no, or no, I don't use any of that stuff. I just give them a mix. And okay. the further up we go, I just put a bit more tassie peas and your old maple peas into them. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, mate. No, I don't use, like, I don't use peanut oil. Oh, now and then I'll use it, but very rarely. But yeah. I don't feed them peanuts. I don't feed them hemp seed. Yeah. I don't feed them anything special. I feed them the exact same way I feed my roast birds. Yes. And I've been doing that for years, and I find now that the birds that can't handle that 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 seed or that program, you lose them. And then after a while, you dispose of the breeding birds, and you just have the birds that can handle that situation, you know, and breed that situation. Exactly, and that's where you start getting good stock pigeons. Yeah, that's how I sort of do it, you know. I mean, you know, people come and say, oh, you should put this in your mix, you should put that. I don't play with it, no. Leave it the way it is. Yeah, I'll leave it the way it is. If I think it might need a bit of corn extra, I'll put it in. If I think it might need some peas, I'll put them in, you know? That's it. That's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm not a um, I'm not a great on carbs and all this stuff. I don't bother about that. I mean, yeah. I just think the pigeon adapts to what you feed him. Yep. You know, I know guys that feed wheat and might race really well on the meat. Well, that's it's it. There's no rules. Adapt to it, you know? There's no rules, is there, Tony? Yeah, well, the most, pigeons are the most adaptable things in the world. Exactly. So, you know that, mate? I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, you, you get pigeons from people's lofts, they can be the best pigeons in the world. But if you bring them in and they don't adapt to your hand on feeding or training, they're not there. That's right. I yeah, so that, yeah, but um, well, I've gave quite a few pigeons to people and they've all done well with them. Oh, well, there you go. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're all look, done really well. We're, we're, I mean, yeah, you know? That's it. We're looking forward to racing your pigeons. Tony, I've got another guy that I've got to interview. I want to say a big thank you for coming on the show and having a chat. And once again, thank you for all the hard work you did for the VPO, gathering the the VPO Breeders Play Pigeons. You're, a, you're an awesome bloke, and I'm sure we're going to uh, work together really well for you know for years to come. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem with that, mate. Um, but I will say before you go, that last trip took me nine and a half hours to collect all the pigeons. Nine and a half hours, dedication. This is that, uh, that's look, that's what we want. This is what we want. We want to work with someone like you, mate. <laughs> that's no problem, mate. I Thank mean, you. You're a good in bloke. The future, in the future, Joe, Frank will just give me a call and let me know yes. what goes down. And no worries. If he wants me to collect some, I'll collect them up for him. No done, problem. Done deal, mate. Thank you very much. I and hope you get some good pigeons out of what we sent over, eh? I'm telling you, I think we, I'm, I am guarantee you we will, for sure. <laughs> Thank you once again. The Sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM.
Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The Authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 998-1000 or Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hubauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hubauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news. As well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your community radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars. The Australian Road Crew Association, ARCA, is a not-for-profit organisation that helps road crews in crisis. 
To fund its work, ARCA has created the Desk Tape series, featuring 32 of Australia's best-loved bands and artists, including Midnight Oil, Australian Crawl, Crowded House, Men at Work, Archie Roach, Wendy Matthews, Vince Jones and Phil Manning. All proceeds from the sales of the Desk Tape series go to Aussie road crews who need financial and mental health assistance. Visit australianroadcrew.com.au Hi there, it's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat right here on 88.3 Southern FM the sounds of the bay song This is DDZ your captain speaking tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. travel the world musically speaking from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto from the Colosseum to the pyramids from the London Bridge to Golden Gate tune in every Wednesday 2 p.m. for international caravan with your captain DDZ Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in live worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have a special guest and he's going to be our Victorian Racing Pigeon Union correspondent for this season and that's none other than Mr. Simon Gretsch. Hello Simon and welcome uh, back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Ivan, Joey, how are you guys? Yes, I'm good. Tony, all right, Tarzan? Yeah, no worries. How's everything going there? (laughs) Yeah, good, mate, good. Uh, Looking forward to... The racing season, mate. Can't oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. How's the? Are you still breeding, or you finished breeding? Nah, I'm still a mop, please, Joey. Of course, I'm still breeding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, Rennie, Rennie. I think Rennie said we're on our last round, but I've got um, I've got my imports coming in 
at the end of March, I'm gonna Rennie's cleaned out a section, and we're gonna try and get a, we'll try and get a pair of uh, some late rounds out of them. Oh, nice. pairs coming in. Nice, mate. Nice. So I was gonna ask yeah. you if you, uh, apart from that pair, those pairs, have you brought any other pairs that you're trying new stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went, um, we went, we went over to that South Australia, that convention. We got, uh, we got some birds from there. We got a few birds. Uh, off Jim Marifiotis from South Australia. Okay. Always, Joe, like I said, always we're always looking to enhance the loft. Like, we had a fantastic year last year, as you know, but you've still got to get better and better, Joey. And, look, racing where we are, we've got the North Line this year, so we're sort of going to have to really be on our game to try and win one this year, mate. Oh, I think you will, I think you will mate. I, I reckon yeah, you will. Yeah, Gonna keep praying to kill my dad to keep sending me those East winds, mate. Oh, I know that'll happen. Don't worry, that'll happen. So, what are these imports you got coming in? And and you didn't have trouble with the bird flu? The oh, mate, Ivan, I went over to uh, I flew over to the Netherlands in 2019 to buy these pigeons, and I'm finally getting them now. Wow. So, what's happening with the bird flu? Because they've got bird flu over there, and um. Yeah, no. So, what happened? Firstly, obviously, as you know, they were about to get here, and then COVID hit. Right, and then then I had another little window, then that bird influenza hit. But where I was safe, Ivan, my birds were already in quarantine because of the COVID. Oh, so they were stuck okay. in quarantine centre, so they weren't uh, accessible to any of the, the outside um, influenza that was going on. So we we're very, very, we we're probably very lucky to get them in, and probably be hearing one of the last ever shipments to come into Australia. Yeah, because I know there's 18 pairs waiting in Belgium, and they can't come out because of the Bird flu. I can't because they've got to go via Belgium to England then to Australia where I had them in the UK in 2019. So they were, because they were isolated, Ivan, very, very lucky. But it's still You're so it. lucky. And you know how lucky you are, mate. You are so lucky, very, I tell you. And a very costly process. If my missus and how much we spent, oh my God. <laughs> I'd be living with the dog. <laughs> uh, and Rennie's missus too, not just my. I know, the things we do, mate, the things we do. Yeah, no, we went and got some um, we went and got some grizzles. Yep. And these grizzles, well, there was a chap in the Netherlands, Joey, right? And yeah. There was about thirty or forty flyers that lived in this little area. Yeah. And this old guy was beating them by six, seven minutes every week in short races. Wow. Right. And I said, I've got to have a pair of these. So we ended up buying two pairs. So we'll see how they go. And then we bought some long two and some Vanderbilt. So. You can only try them, Joey. Hey, that's all you can do. You can only try, you know. And, um, geez, no. so you look you look around, mate. When when you when I mean you look around, you look everywhere for good birds, don't you? Uh, geez. No, so the Vanden, the Vanden Box, they're coming from Sangers, or who are you getting the Vanden Box from? No, I got it from a guy, Adrian Leach, in, in the UK, off his Top Star Lines. Um, look, I don't know much about them, to be honest, Ivan. When I was there, they were the in thing, but more the Grizzles. I'm really looking forward to, mate. So, You've we've all... got, um, I think Rennie said last count, there's about 270 birds in the race loft at the moment. He's extended the loft, it's bigger That's now. Gross. That's gross. Hey. hey, Joe Angelina nearly had a heart attack just then. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably end up having to. Uh, Don't worry, I know. But he sees kids are racing juniors too, they're racing uh, Annalise and Wayne, they're racing as partners this year. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's about maybe six or seven juniors in the in the union. Oh, so, look out! They, hey, Joey, that's that's how I started, mate. Oh, I so, remember, mate. I remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly you when know. you started, but I remember your 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 younger days, mate. Yeah, you're, yeah, a, you're a mad how little are your bugger. Going, guys, good. 
Ivan. Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Excellent. I've got about oh, 120 oh. ready to go. Yeah. So, yeah, that, they're looking really it's good. Really the health is good. Everything's all right now. Tony, how are yours going? Well, I've got 160 there. They're looking good. How's the falcon treat now? Well, got me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the big hand came. From the bloody girl there in front of Felix. Well, as long as she stays at your house, that's good. Like yeah. a like a bloody jet. <laughs> and today, oh. I already said that. I think she's been touching us up a little bit, but living out there, Joey. You know what I found last year though? Every what? morning, used to let him out here tell me. Yeah. And the falcon would be waiting, but she'd chase him, and they'd fly for nearly an hour and a half, two hours every day. Wow. So she was like a flag for me. So it's not a bad thing, is it? Isn't it? It's not about, but Joey, when they're fit, she won't catch them, mate. Forget about it. No, nah. nah, you're right. When they're fit, they don't catch them, mate. Mate, you, you probably seen it yourself with your own eyes. When they're fit, they toy with the falcon. They go they, as a mob. They go, they chase her. They do. Now, when they're when they're on, Joey, she won't touch them. Yeah. No, but like I said, they still they still break your heart sometimes because they get the ones sometimes you don't want them to get. So exactly. Out of all nature, mate. What's nature? Yeah, what they do, they split them up into a few and she try to look for an injured or weak bear to catch. That's what it does. Yeah, so yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, but no, not long now. Tossing starts soon, mate, and then before you know it, I'll be reading the races all series, mate. Well, yeah, exactly. That's just around the corner. Yeah, so, it is, it so is, everyone so excited? Everyone excited your way? Everyone's excited, mate. Everyone's excited. So even I had dinner with a few union guys a couple of weeks back and they're all... Uh, Standing on big years, so I think it's going to be a very competitive year, mate. Oh, that's good. good. That's what you want. That's what you want, mate. 100%. Yeah. I've got a target on me back now, mate, because we had a good year last year. So that's good. How good is that? Nah, it's, it's a bit of fun. Enjoy, How mate. good is that? That's good fun. Yeah, that's a, when you're flying well. You know, you're right. Every year, people look. You know, they 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 start to worry. Oh, I wonder how he's going to go next year or this year. You know, oh, Joey, you can't win every week, mate. But as long as you. Just like consistent pigeon, that's all we want, man. Consistency anyway. is the way, mate. You're right. Exactly. No, it's hard to keep them up there, mate. It's bloody hard. It is. And every week, they change every week. That's right. And the weather, too. The weather plays a big part. The weather, too, the health. So you got to allow for everything, mate. That's right. But I just swore in. Sorry, buddy. But, you know, that's all right, mate. That's all right. It was just a quick slight. It was a quick one. <laughs> um, it's a family show. We'll, sorry. we'll get you a... <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a little fine later. Get the scissors there. Exactly. Look, um, yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to know how to fine-tune it. True. It's just like a car. Just like a car. You got it means to... I had to just go with the fundraiser. You do all right? Yeah, we did. Uh, $11,323. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. thank you for, for donating your bird, too. That was amazing. Thank you very much. Anytime. Like I said, you ever need another hand, you let me know, yeah? Uh, really, yeah, we'll really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so... No, anytime. Yeah. Every, every cent helps, you know what I mean? So every cent Of course helps. it doesn't, mate. There should be more often like that. Like, it doesn't cost nothing to breed a pigeon. Everyone should help out. I understand. You That's know, true. I mean, too much it's politics true. and too much this and that. It's a sport, man. Everyone should help out to keep it going, you know what Simon, I mean? Simon, we all say that. Simon, say, when are we going to stop the politics? When are we all going to stop the politics? No, I, just, I don't think you'll ever will, mate. It doesn't matter where you go, what club, what, what uh, doesn't sport. Matter, exactly doesn't matter right, what man. sport you go to. It's, politics it's are everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah? Like Ivan, Ivan's right. I wish there was no politics, but that'll never happen. 
It's always going to be politics. There's always going to be that one person that have to stuff it up for everyone. You know what I mean? Mate, I've got, I've got politics in my marriage, mate. My wife does it for me. Hey, as long as you do what you she says, yeah, as long as you do what she says, you'll be right, hey, mate. Hey, with the wife, there's no politics, mate. You just got to do it. Yes, sir. Three bags full, sir. That's it. Happy wife, happy life. That's it. Of course. That's it. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Sometimes I wish she was a pigeon. Send her away to a 400. She might not come back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jeez, you're going on the radio with this, mate. You know that, don't you? No, you can't edit that. Right, you can't edit that. <laughs> oh, that's gross. That's good. I'm sure every pigeon fly would agree with me sometimes, mate. Ah, uh, look, I'm sure they probably think the same about us. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah. But uh, look, it's good to All take. Good it's good to take them. Uh, I'm talking about the girls. It's. I mean, look, we do so much with the birds, and we. Some of us are lucky that our missus do help us. But the ones that don't. And I must admit, Joey, every week when like when we won or we got a good one, she was wrapped. See, but she sees the hard work you put in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We put a lot of work in, mate. Exactly. So they they want to see they want to see you get a bit of reward at the end. So no, no, it's the. My Mrs. and Rennie's, man, they're wrapped and we win, I must say. You so, see? Which yeah. is good. Well, you've got to, got, to, you've got to give them a shout-out on the radio, mate. Oh, you got to give them a little bit of it. Not too much. Give them a shout-out. I said you got to give them a shout-out. you got to give them their names. Don't say they're missus. Give them to give us their names. Not too much. Peter and Kelly, but less is more, Joey. Less is more. Okay, okay. I got you. got you. got you. Hey, listen, well, hello, Simon, when, when are you going to bre- uh, win a breeder's plate or $100,000 race? You'll be right, mate. You'll Jeez. be right. Mate, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we nearly got it once. We ran second and third in the breeder's plate, but we're, we've got a – I think you said we've got about 20, 22 for the 100000 this year. We've got a few for – I think we're, he's entered everything. I don't know what he's got. So you never know, mate. you got to be sure in it to win it, Gretchie. You gotta be in it to win exactly that's right, it, Joey. That's it, that's hey it. Simon, when you win the hundred thousand race, you can book a honeymoon. Woohoo! <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be good. I'm sure she'll want to go somewhere, mate. <laughs> it might well, be. Hey, hey, Simon. If you win, anyway. if you win the hundred grand, it could be a one-way ticket. <laughs> By myself. <laughs> you and Rennie go. <laughs> That's it. Nah, no, as joking. long as there's pigeon lofts there, Joey, I'll take her anyway. Exactly, exactly. So you got a few in the Steve Gazzola's race. Sorry? you got a few birds in the Steve Gazzola race? Yeah, I've got a couple of teams, yes. Good, uh, good. I put, one, I put one in with uh, Pierre, uh, Joe DeNaro. Yep. Uh, I think it might be Steve Chen or something. No, we're into, we support everything, Joey. Good. You know what I mean? So. Oh, that's good. It's, well, it's like I said, okay, that's how you keep the sport going, mate. Well, look, this year we've put birds in as well. So Tony's got some in there. We've got a syndicate. And um, we'll be down there as well. So it'll be good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll have good. a laugh. We'll go down we'll there. Oh, up, yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll stir them up. We'll show them what the West is all about, mate. <laughs> that's it, mate. Show them what the boys in the West that's are all it. about, That's it, exactly. Mate. No, it'll be, good. it'll be a good day. Yeah, that's actually. it, beautiful. Listen, so we just want to wish you all the best for the season. All right. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate um, the call, and all three of you too. No, no problem, man. Like I said, look forward to talking to you when we do the results. You're going to be the correspondent. 100%. And like I said, anything to do with fundraisers, you call me straight away. Thank you very much, Gretchy. All, right, all right, mate. You have a good no one. Worries, guys. Take care. See you, see you later. See you, lads.
Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The Authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open 7 days a week Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. Dogs are awesome. Think about it. When you give them a little love, they'll give you their heart. They don't care about how much money you make, how good you look, or even how bright you are. They love you for you. That's why we need to train more assistance dogs. They take care of people in need by helping out with everyday tasks, from opening doors to emptying the washing machine. To help us share the love, find out how you can get involved by visiting assistancedogs.org.au. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Well, it's the finish of another week of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Goodbye, Mr Tony Barbara, the Maltese 
Falcon. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye to everybody around the web. Yes, and goodbye, Mr. Angelina. Another show, and you've got a mission again next week to find more. Oh, it's all right, mate. Leave it. Hey, between the three of us, we'll get someone, don't we? Tony. Yeah, it always works out. Uh, we will get there. Tony, see you later. Have a good day. Hope you enjoyed your coffee and donuts. Yeah. And um, Ivan, yeah. you have a good day. I hope yeah. you enjoyed your coffee scroll. Yeah. Looks delicious. Yeah. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. Look at me. I've only got a biscuit and coffee. That's all I yeah. get, a biscuit and coffee. Oh, yeah. What's going on here, my nut jump? You yeah, had more than a biscuit and coffee, I tell you. That was a really good show. I told you. told you it was a character, that Gretchy. You know, oh, yeah. oh, he was funny. He got, yeah. Makes me laugh, I'll tell you. Some yeah. of the things that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. If you're ever having a bad day, ring Gretchy up. <laughs> Just ring him up. And he'll fight you. He'll put a smile on your face. Yeah. And Tony Tony Jones, great man, good man, you know. Helped the VPO out. That was a good, uh, yeah, that was a good chat. And your mate, Peter Costas. Peter Costas, that was a good chat with Peter. Yeah. Talking about, you know, back in the day, you know, all the... Uh, you know, he's the run, flight, he's, he's rang the show before, you know, but he was always anonymous. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Right now we've revealed his identity. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no, but that was really good, you know, yeah. listening to some of the stories back in the day. 600 yeah. members, Ivan. Could you imagine that? Oh, yeah, that's... Wow. A lot of members. Tony, could you imagine and, that? And there are days. That's a lot of members. There was no La Cucarachas back oh, then. Oh, no. <laughs> No, it wasn't. No time for the cucaracha. Six hundred flies. Jesus. How many birds? Well, there would have been about six thousand oh, birds. How many birds, Tony? You remember? Five thousand, six thousand, fifteen, twenty thousand. Yeah, you bad. Oh, because it was open limit. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. open limit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Open limit. That's, I th- that's I think, unreal. Well, I, I think uh, we need to invent the time machine. Well, well, I used to go and toss Shepard and Ten over there. It used to be full of units everywhere. Yeah. We, we put up. 15,000 wow. up to 20,000 bags. How good is that? And that's, that's how it should be every week. That's how it should be. You know what we need? But you know what's funny, Ivan? They, what? they, when you go to Shepparton and turn off, everybody's there from, yeah. from you know, the union, the OPF, and and the the radio, everybody's there. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's and, good. Yeah, and, the birds and, go up. No one complains. And but that's how you teach your birds to break. Well, exactly. No I'm one get, complains then. You know what I'm going to do? Listen, our birds don't get dragged down dragged nah. down nowhere. They, they, they come to our lofts. No, uh, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to buy a DeLorean. A DeLorean? Yeah. Okay. Back to the future. Get, yeah, yeah, actually, we'll get two, would you? Get one for Tony as well. Yeah, make a three. Yeah, get three. You only need one time machine, that's all. Doesn't matter, just in case it breaks down. One time machine with a flux capacitor and we'll be off. Didn't you hear what, what Mr. P- Peter Costa said? How about that people jumping, pinching pigeons? They could pinch our time machine. Yeah. So at least we've got another two yeah. that we can use. Kabish. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so get three time machines. All right, anyway, it's back all to the future aside, for us. All right. Thank you guys for listening yeah. to the show. Thank you, and... And uh, we'll catch you same time, same station next week here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio!